0: Back for the next hour of KDK9. That would be me. Thank you for tuning in. I'm always happy when you take the time to share your afternoons with me. Remember, you can podcast my shows. If you are listening, if you didn't hear quite everything, you can go to my talk1071.com go to the kdk9 show page and you can click on my facebook i'm always uh, posting uh, fun stuff on that and some good stuff that you need to know and then you can also go to my website check out my classes my puppy classes private classes things like that and then like for natural flea and tick you can go uh uh, radio click on radio show topics uh, scroll down and natural flea and tick control and then uh we'll do the trivia and then we'll also talk about uh, we had a caller that called in. Well, let's just do it now. Then we'll answer the trivia question. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, they so called in about Next Guard. I don't even remember. A couple weeks ago, I talked about Pleatic. Soresto, those collars. Uh, there's been 7, let's see, 1,700 deaths of pets uh, with Ceresto's, those collars, and 75,000 uh complaints about what happened to their animals after putting that collar on you remember me please and i mean uh, no chemicals in or on my dog or my cats or me or my horse or anything because i if you if you read the the labels on it and if you're okay if your dog seizes or your cat seizes or your cat dies because you put that crap on it then that's it's totally up to yourself okay well, you read the side effects and if you're okay with every one of them but if you do think natural there is no side effects folks Nothing. Okay. Somebody asked about next card. Okay. My personal opinion. This is my personal opinion. Okay, folks, is that um, that's a pill that you take, or not you, the dog, the cat, you know cat, and w- I'm really I'm skeptical of anything that you put into a pet, animal, dog, cat, whatever, you know, to take care of things that land on their skin, because that's um, the poisons being emitted from the inside out. And if your dog or cat has a reaction to it, something they swallowed, guess what? It's in them. You, you have no recourse. As it whereas if you do the spot on then at least you could quick try to use Dawn dish soap to where that you put that spot on to try to g- get that oil off of the coat, you know, so that they're not absorbing it, absorbing it anymore. But there again, it kills. It read the labels on this stuff, folks. It kills fleas and ticks. It's a pesticide, and you're putting that inner on your dogs to kill these little pests. Wouldn't you want to use diatomaceous earth, maybe an amber tick collar, maybe a bandana? You know, come on. Listen, let's. let's uh, we want. We are on our knees when we lose these guys. And if we know I my all my animals I lost, I remember a couple of weeks I lost Ethel. She never ever had any flea tick uh, stuff or in, in in her or on her ever the whole time. I don't know what she had before I had her, but I had her nine years. And all my pets. But anyway, so it's up to yourself. But I I choose not to go down that pathway. And you may say why why your vets you know promote that stuff? Well, folks, they're in the business. They're you know to sell stuff. And that's, that's the way it is. And so it's you're the consumer. Before you buy, why don't you investigate, read the labels, think about it? Okay, remember our vets, our doctors—they're not gods. We got to do what what is best. You know, you're going to research stuff that the doctor wants to give you. So why don't you research stuff that the you know the uh, vets want to uh, you know say, suggest? So the whole thing is is that do your homework. Don't be a drone. Okay, off the pedestal. Okay, why do why do frogs close their eyes when they swallow? I'm assuming it helps them. Yes. Okay. <laughs> to help push food down their throats. Interesting. Their eyes are pushed deeper into the sockets oh, okay. to help the food move down the throat. That's
1: there you go. Pretty weird, there but you go. there we go. Yeah, and we the frogs now.
0: <laughs> see, we our, our ponds out, uh, on our land are fed by springs, and so they're colder than other what other ponds would be. And so our ponds really, I've heard a couple faint rivets, <laughs> but they, it hasn't started singing yet. Not yet. No, yeah. and so like I say, if we have a couple more warm days like this, it should warm it up, and then we go out there, it's almost deafening. You know, <laughs> watching and listening to them all sing is so cool. But anyway, okay, go to the phone lines.
1: All right, we have Katie, and Katie's dog is now terrified about something outside. Uh-oh. Hey, Katie, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good,
0: good. What kind of pepper do you got?
2: I have an 8-year-old plot hound. Okay,
0: oh, plot hound. We don't see those two very much. Okay, so what's changed? I'm gathering this so, just happened recently?
2: Yeah, just um, probably several weeks ago. We have a um, just a little background. We have a pretty deep backyard for a residential area and it's we have the invisible fence Mm -hmm. and so i let her out back and you know back in the house doing whatever and she's barking and barking and so i go out and i you know i go downstairs come on in and she's standing in the middle of the yard barking with her nose up in the air okay and she won't come she will not come up to the door and um i finally got her cokes to come into the house and then she got really bizarre she her tail was tucked tight she got kind of slanky and low her eyes were bugging out kind of like she does when a storm comes through okay but she keeps she would be sniffing up in the air which she doesn't do because she's a hound her nose is always on the ground yeah so this has happened probably three or four times in the last, and like, she, what, couple weeks or? In the last, probably the last month. Okay. And she, when this happens, she won't go outside. She'll she'll go out the front door and then she'll sniff and then she's right back in. And it is the most bizarre behavior. Okay. So,
0: I, so, wait a minute. Ahead. You were telling me one time she was out in the middle of the backyard doing that and wouldn't come into the house. Right. Okay. But now so you're talking, wondered, she's in the house, but
2: she won't go outside. So she's she's initially out when this started. Okay, and then she w- she didn't want to come in. So I wondered if something was up, had come through, you know, up by the house. We there's coyotes around right. here. Yep. Um, foxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a bear dog. I mean, she's not. A, she'll chase a bear, but mm-hmm. she, you know, she's afraid of bubbles. So I, I don't know. why. am <laughs> afraid of bubbles.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> she would have like
0: my house today. To your brain. Well, okay. Um, so now when she acts like that, now she came into the house and she, now what's your demeanor? When when you said her tail, her head's uh, like sniffing in the air, but her tail is tucked and such like that. What's your demeanor? What are you either saying or doing to her when she's doing that?
2: I'm usually like, what's your deal, girl? Or, you know, you're fine. Nothing's wrong. Uh-huh. You, you know, I just, I'm not uptight or, okay. I don't know, just, kind okay. of regular just okay. puzzles like okay why are you acting like that
0: um but see what like you said the, the it's up in the air so do you know if they were gosh it could be a whole bunch of because plat have they have good noses um uh, were they uh do you know if they're doing any mosquito control around you at that oh time gosh I, I have no idea okay because they do spread that the pyrethiums you know around
3: um okay
0: so that's a possibility uh, then, uh, by her, when she comes, when you get the, our, as humans, our knee-jerk reaction is when we see the dog upset, worried, tail tucked, is to go in to console okay and that dogs don't console okay but humans do so what you got to do is you got to like go get a squeaker toy get their mind onto something else like hey look what i got squeaker here's look at i got big bird yeah look at big bird look at this and sometimes by just kind of ignoring them you know try the little perky stuff and then just ignoring them and let them kind of shake it off but when you go you know what's wrong you know whereas we kind of Our leader is strong, straight, you know, upwards, whereas we've got a poop in a group and the dog is looking to, I'm worried, I'm scared about something. Obviously, they can't relate Uh to us. So then we, because we don't know what it is, we have to become the cheerleader. And not Mm -hmm. by everybody, when the dog shows fear, we have a tendency to go in for the hug, the pat, and then say, there, there, it's okay. Dogs Mm -hmm. have learned through living, like when we go to the vet, when we go to the groomer, places that the dog doesn't like to go, that when we say it's okay, it usually means it sucks. It's going to come pretty soon. As far as we're going to the vet, we're going to the groomer. Something isn't going to be good. Okay. okay? So that's why the worst thing you can say is the best thing uh, is if they're there, it's okay. Because now we look, we are recoiled and we're, like I say, don't look like a leader worth following because you know, like when we're scared, we're looking for the person that looks the most, got their stuff together in the room. I mean, and then we go lean on them, pick their brain or whatever. And that's what the dogs have to do with uh with us so we turn into the cheerleader the squeaky toy usually gets most dogs out of their crumb their thing and if you try that and if that doesn't work then you just kind of go about your business and you know turn on the radio turn on the tv Uh just kind of move things along without recoiling
2: and let them figure out because either he just try to ignore it but then you know then she'll be fine and then a couple days will pass and then you know she wants to go out and you open the patio door and nope not doing it i'm not going out there it's just
0: Okay, we but the also then on those days, that you need to keep a, a, a log. Because being that you, the, okay. you have the underground fencing, okay, yes. do you have the actual invisible fence, or do you have a knockoff? The actual
2: invisible. Okay. She doesn't, rarely does she wear the collar anymore. Oh, though. okay, she okay. doesn't. Okay, yeah. because like when
0: storm builds up in the air, they can feel it coming. Uh, the bar- barometric uh-huh. pressure, they're more sensitive to it. Um, mm-hmm. If they, Now, this, you said, does she nervous Nelly with storms?
2: Yeah, in fact, she's my radar. She's laying right next to me now, shaking. It's is coming, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. Can, can you hold on a sec? we got to run the break, so then we'll, we'll chat tomorrow. So of hold course. on. Okay, uh, now you should know this one. I think we've had this one on before. Why do otters hold hands when they sleep in the water? We'll be back. That's what's going on. Hello, thank you for staying with me. Okay, why do otters hold hands when they sleep in the water?
1: So they don't lose one another. Yes, so they don't drift. They don't
0: float away. There you go.
1: Ding 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 ding. That's cute, though. There you go. Okay, where are we at? We're back with Katie. There
0: we go. Okay, there we go.
1: Um,
0: Okay, where was I? Oh, terrified dog. Okay, Uh, the thing is, is that now, uh, okay. So your dog is the one that can feel it coming. How long usually is it before a storm that you notice that the dog acts like that?
2: Um. Maybe about fifteen minutes. Oh, that's maybe all, okay.
0: less. Okay. See, I had one dog that he, he'd let me know a couple hours before it's coming. It's sunny oh, skies. Wow. Yeah, he's it's sunny skies, and he, his demeanor that he just kind yeah. of be a little bit nervous. You know, want to want to be by me yep. more and such like that. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. I said, because the what you said earlier about the nose being in the air, uh, there mm-hmm. could be a certain smell that is coming by way of air. It could be like, like I said, let's say they were uh, spraying for mosquitoes. Let's say somebody was having a campfire, uh, something. Now, have you had this dog from the very beginning from a pup, or did you get it hand? We had her since she was about five months, I five think. Five months, okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, because that's where, where the, I think the kicker is. But see, being that she was scared to come in, but then she was also scared to go out. And then that's why I asked about the invisible fence because sometimes what happens is that. But see the 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 true invisible fence, not the knockoffs, have something uh, Uh a a technology in their collar because sometimes if a storm is rolling, you're gonna be coming. You could be a couple hours away. Static electricity builds up in the air. And uh-huh. some dogs start getting little pings. You know, like, you know how, oh, you, that what happens? Sure. Like, uh, like, how would you walk across the carpet and you, you touch a light switch? Right. That little ping. Right, right. And that makes them nervous. And they're trying to figure out where it's coming from. And after a while, they put the sound of thunder together with the pings. That if I hear the, if I get the ping, hear the thunder, I'm going to start getting the pings. And then they start getting nervous even before, as the storm is rolling in, is what it is. Okay. Now, um, and then with those dogs, if you bring them in the bathroom, and put them in the tub, or, or some small dogs will go behind the wall. Is, uh, the wall, yeah. She'll, in the toilet.
2: she'll jump in the tub on her own. Okay, and see
0: what she's doing is she's be she. They learn to ground themselves because of all the piping in the bathroom. They don't those zings go away right and God, so they're smart yes they are and so that's why some learn on their own and some humans have to teach them that that when you when they when they start getting nervous you bring them to the bathroom you read a book put them in the tub or the shower or let them go behind the toilet in a wall and so then that mm-hmm. what it does then is it grounds them and they don't get the pings and so that's why i was okay. thinking now those couple days was it rainy what was it? that's the thing is to kind of when it happens again, kind of keep a journal and just, you know, go out there yeah. and smell. You know, just stand there and smell, even though we can't compare to a dog, but see if you right. pick up on any smell that you normally don't do. Okay, is okay. there? Okay, did uh, uh, rain happen like an hour later after he came in or out? You know, just start kind of feeling the environment for the next, uh, you know, couple weeks sure and sure. and then see if you can see a correlation because let's okay. say okay let's say that happened that afternoon and that night we got thunderstorms okay but then uh, a couple of days we didn't have anything and so the dog was perfectly fine okay. so that's what we've okay. got to try to do is put together something um you know like w- why is this happening you know what not that okay. we can control it but we can understand it better
2: and right. then also yeah. like I say how you uh react where you Respond, would just be you yeah. just be the happy happy it, it's interesting it's interesting. I, I, I guess I just, I was thinking more. She was picking up the scent of a wild animal uh-huh. or something. Uh-huh. I don't.
0: Know. But if she's thunderphobic, a lot of those thunderphobic dogs, you know, lightning, thunder, lightning, they they have sure. just a, a, a different instinct in them. So that's what I okay. would be curious to uh, see. Like I say, keep a journal. You know, write down the date that, like, what the morning started. Just kind of log in a journal and smells or whatever. And all of a sudden, you might hit the bingo <laughs> because it's okay. being that it's not happening every day that's the right. big thing it's not every day and so that's why to me it's it's either weather or you know something or you know something to that degree so okay but that's okay. what i would do but the big thing is what well, she does act, yeah act like that good get out the squeakers get out the happiness uh maybe go mm-hmm. for a car ride see if that kind of switches the gear you know just kind sure, of try sure. different things and just see if you can you know get her out of it quicker quicker
2: all right okay
0: Okay. okay. Okay, kid. Well, thanks hey, for uncle. the call. Very Thank interesting. You. Appreciate your t- time. T- thanks, sir. T- t- okay. t- bye-bye. Yeah. Do you know what a plot hound is? I, had, you know, I looked yeah. up, yeah. You yeah. don't see them very often. Yeah, they're cool. They are cool. Yeah, they are.
1: So anyway, okay, who's up? All oh. right, we have Susan, and her dog just had some dental work. Okay, dental work, dental work. Hi, Susan, how you doing?
4: Good, how are you? Good, good. So what's going on? So it'll be two weeks on Tuesday that he had his first dental cleaning. Mm-hmm. And he had to have seven teeth extracted. Mm-hmm. And so he was doing pretty good right after. Um, and we switched him to like a soft like stew type of food okay. um, for after. And he was doing good. And then after like a week, we could tell that he was still really in pain. Okay. So I took him in and um, they checked everything. Nothing looked infected. Everything looked good. Um, But they gave him some more pain meds. He rallied, was doing really well. And now in the last, like, two days, he's just super lethargic and doesn't want to eat. And I didn't know if maybe the stew that I switched him to, like, gave him acid reflux or what could be going on. Can I ask you what you changed him to? The food? Um, Yeah, it was um, open farm. Okay, that's good stuff. Like stew and also Stella and Chewy. Okay, oh, good, 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 good. That's good stuff.
0: Um, oh, okay, so he's just now. this last couple of days. He's been a little lethargic. Is there any swelling to his face or when he touch his face or his jaw, like the jaw underneath the jawline or press on his, you know, any place he doesn't jump or wince?
4: Not that I've noticed. Yesterday was kind of the first day that I even tried to touch his mouth. Okay. Um, and he, like, I was able to, like, lift up his lips and stuff, and he was fine. Okay. What's his, what's his, uh, doo-doo like? Uh, well, he hasn't gone in, like, the last day because he hasn't been eating, but it's been fairly normal. How Maybe old? a little softer, but. Okay. How old is he? He is almost 12. 12? And what kind of dog? He's half Cavalier, half Westie.
0: Okay. 12. Okay. Okay. Um, because this may you know, when you have dental work and teeth pulled and such like that, that puts a lot of what do you want to call it, uh germs into the system. Especially mm-hmm. teeth had to be pulled and then they do a scaling, all that is bacteria that goes into their system. So there might be a problem like in his gut system as far as maybe a little bit of bacteria or something like that. Okay. Well definitely uh now how long has it been since he has not eaten?
4: So he started yesterday, where he just had no desire to eat, okay, and I was just kind of like, "Oh, you know, that's weird, but you know sometimes he gets an upset stomach, and then the next day he'll be fine okay um but now eat you, you haven't fed me now now, today again, we tried to feed him the stew, he wouldn't take it, um, we tried to feed him some fresh pet. Mm-hmm. food that we had. Yeah. Um, and he ate a couple bites of that and then he loves my son's baby food, so I tried to give him some sweet potato puree. yeah, uh-huh. And he took a couple licks but just does not
0: okay, so have he's, interest. Uh, see, something's gone amiss now. Um uh you do well to take him in to just have his uh, did you when they did the surgery, did they do a blood profile on him? Yes, they oh. did, and everything was normal. Okay. Because my guess is that I would put him on a probiotic, a digestive enzyme. Okay. Just because, because you hate to do antibiotics with a, a, but if he needs them, you might. Just for the fact that, like I said, there could be something gone in, you know, a muck in his gut system. So getting him on good probiotic and a digestive enzyme. Try some raw hamburger that's not cold. You want to try something that's room temperature. You know, ground turkey or something like that. Or like Stella and Chewy's, you know, they got the minute formulated raw you know but you want it at room temperature you don't want it cold okay okay Uh, um dogs eat according to smellability not patability but Mm -hmm. but like you said he loves your son's uh baby food he just took a little lick and you know where his whole demeanor is you know kind of in the toilet here and so that's why uh like i said i see what happens tonight And then you might want to take them in because my guess, what they'll probably wind up doing is putting them on some kind of antibiotic. And if they do, like, you know, there could have been some kind of infection somewhere yep and uh, because it also affects the heart you know like a lot of people that have heart problems and you got a cav- mm-hmm. you got a cavalier Cavaliers are notice for heart problems okay okay and so um that when you when they did the dental and stuff like that that could have sparked something out and started okay. something, something up so it's not a problem in his teeth it's a problem in the system itself can you hold on a sec sure because we got to run of course we got to do that what color is a reindeer's eye in the winter what co- color is a reindeer's eyes in the summer. We'll be back. Okay. What color is a reindeer's eyes in the winter? Black. Nope. Blue. Blue. Yep. That, their eyes change color to help them see better in the winter light. Okay. What colors are a reindeer's eyes in the summer? I don't know. <laughs> Yellow, close, gold brown. Okay. Their eyes change color to help them see better in the summer. There you go. Did you know that? I did and did not- you know that Santa's <laughs> reindeers are all girls? Because uh, the girl reindeers do not. The boy reindeer shed their antlers for the winter. Okay, girl reindeers hold on to their to their, to their hair. Their hair. <laughs> their antlers. So you know, look at that little reindeer. I met real reindeers. They're really kind of cool. I love their feet. Their feet are really fascinating to watch. Oh, really? I see, yeah. It's really cool. It's like, but anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> More on that later there, right? There, yeah, we we'll okay. go. Back to the dental work. There yes. we go. Susan. There we go. Hey, Susan. Okay. So, oh. so, um, so that's what might be happening here that maybe some of the bacteria from the dental and that, you know, stuff like that might affect it, triggered something, you know, whereas you got some kind of infection or whatever. So uh, tomorrow, we'll see what the pup's doing. You know, try some ground hamburger, ground turkey. You know, something that the dog normally doesn't get it, make sure it's room temperature, see if that at least get them eating. Because when they go off feed, that's not good. And so then, um, uh, but then when you, if you do make an appointment, have them check a listen to the heart. Okay. And yep, Which make- they
4: did do just a week ago, and okay. everything sounded fine. Okay. That's but yeah. After I'll have the, them do that again. But that's
0: after the surgery. Was that after yeah, the surgery? Correct. Oh, yep. Okay. Okay.
4: So that's what that that would be my
0: guess. And then I would do, immediately get probiotics in case they do uh, suggest antibiotics. You okay. Know what you do let's say the antibiotic, and then an hour later do the probiotic. Okay. Don't do them at the same time because then they cancel each other out. Because the probiotic.
4: Is the enzyme separate from the yes. probiotic?
0: Yes it is. The digestive enzyme is a whole different ballgame. That helps okay. you digest your food. All right. And some of the ones I like is Vitalplanet.com and Mercola.com. Those are pretty good ones. If you take animal, or if you take digestive enzymes, you can give some to your dog. All right? Okay. Uh, it's good to change, rotate, all that stuff. But, yeah, check that out. But just see how tonight's go, how the eating goes. Tomorrow morning, then make your make your decision to, on what's going on. But, so, like I said, some bacteria with all that could have you know, started something else. And that's just okay. what happened because there's a lot of bacteria in our mouth. And, and that's just yeah. the way it is, okay? Okay. Okay, kid. Thank you. Good luck. Keep me posted, okay? Thank you. You bet. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, no, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, you know, and you know, but like I said, any time we monkey with our teeth and a dog's teeth or cat's teeth or whatever, there's a, all that tar, this stuff that's on it, and teeth and seven to- teeth being pulled. But uh, you know, something could have settled wrong, and that's mm-hmm. you know it. So that's the way it is. We don't know. We just got to handle it as it comes, right?
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Who's up next? We have Sue, and she's planning on going on a trip and has questions about leaving her cat at home. All right, Sue, so we're going on a trip. Yes, I love your show, Katie. Well, thank you. Um,
2: Two-year-old Persian. Okay. And um, we are planning to go out of state for a week. We do have two people, or two, you know, uh, two sets of people coming over probably once a day. All right. She's on, of course, canned food. Good, thank you. And
0: I don't know what to do. Okay, as far as? Well, feeding. Okay. Well, the thing is, is then they need to come in twice a day, once in the morning and once at night. Mm-hmm. How okay. old is your, you said two years old? Two, okay. Two years old. Yeah. And that's the only cat you've got. That is the only okay. cat. Okay. See, I personally would, I would do it tw- two times a day anyway. Just okay. for the fact that when the, you know, the pack is gone, you know, mom oh, and dad, whatever is, is, all of a sudden they're there by themselves. And right. so it's kind of like, whoa, I would always, I would leave a TV on. You know, mm-hmm. so then there's something to look at. You know, motion, something like that. Things to listen to, twenty four seven. Don't turn it off. Just leave it on. Um, don't uh, you know? Put on some crazy wackadoodle stuff. But you know, like me, TV is good. Antenna TV. <laughs> but anyway, but yes, yeah, so I would definitely do that. And then also leave uh, like a towel that's dried. Obviously, after you took a shower. And, and then leave that out so then that, that your, your smell is there. Maybe put it on someplace where she likes to lay or whatever type thing so that mm-hmm. she's got your smell. And then by also too, like, uh, yeah, then they could, they're getting canned so they'll get fed, you know, the ration in the morning and then the ration at night. And then also there will be a little bit of interaction with humans. And, mm-hmm. and so she's not going to feel so all, you know, by herself. And right. so because her human part is gone and that's, mm-hmm. and being young like that, she's got a little bit of a Dickens in her. So to, you know, play with, you know, with a feather or a dog or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, the people, if they can, you know, spend a half hour to an hour just kind of hanging out with her that will, because then you can remember then the other 22 hours she's by herself. Right. <laughs> and so that's what I would, uh, would do is, is uh do that. Okay. by myself because okay. once a day because especially two years old like i said earlier they have the dickens in them and sometimes they can get into themselves into them because there's nobody around they're bored out of the gourd and all of a sudden they're doing things that they never would have done and they get themselves in some some precocious ways all right and right. let's say you don't want the cat getting himself uh, let's say he tipped over something and it landed on him you wouldn't, wouldn't want that cat you know laying there for 24 hours before the right. next person came in so that's why I'm really comfortable with I'd rather have people come in twice you know once in the morning once at night and then being that you're feeding you know canned that they're getting that you don't have to worry about giving them the uh, the dry food that might ta- put their you know system into a tailspin right. okay. and that's what I would do okay. yeah because cats because okay. they're so you know, the must say she's never jumped on top of the refrigerator. And you know, she's bored out of her gourd, so, and there's heat there, that she might try to jump on the refrigerator and then pull something down. You know, we just don't know. And that's right. why I like it in my own – I'd rather be safe than sorry.
2: Sure. Okay, sounds great. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. You bet. Have thank a great
0: you. vacation. You too. Thank Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. There you go. Yeah, that's, uh, I would just, I, that's what some people want to get a cat because, oh, geez, we'll just leave, give her automatic feeder and we'll just, you know, put it out and we can be gone for the weekend or you know, I've heard of people do it for the week and there's no way I would leave an animal and you know, a cat by himself for a week. That is beyond me but anyway and so that's why especially when you are feeding canned or you know like uh, raw or whatever to your cat but i like i said the things can happen that are very strange and i know of some strange things that have happened and so that's why uh you know, I'd rather have somebody, you know, the ideal is to hire somebody to come and stay with their, your cat or your dog when you're not going to be there. Right. And it's a lot cheaper than boarding them out and the cat and the oh, dog is in their, sure. uh, you know, in their element. And so even though yeah. the, their humans are missing, at least they've got their Some, territory. Right. That's familiar. Right. And then also, too, you know, the house is being watched. I don't worry about somebody breaking into the house. Also, too, well, hopefully the person that you hired uh, doesn't is party
1: Honest
0: uh, yeah. person. Good, honest <laughs> human. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the animals are a lot better in their mm. own element and with a different human than it is with, you know, the humans gone and, you know, everything gone. So
1: And remember, we had a similar question last week. And, you know, with people being home... <laughs> for almost like pretty much yes. the whole year now people are yeah, taking go- time to go on trips and everything so I'm sure that adds to it as well. Well that's exactly it and and then and people just don't realize
0: how hard the pandemic has been on the animals. Mm. First of all the animals that were at home not the ones gotten since the pandemic right? okay we'll yep. take that's a whole different story there. right? <laughs> but the ones that prior to it all of a sudden the dog is like what, 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 oh, don't you have some place to go the bigger thing is the cats mm. that wait a minute I, but then also what's happening that I've heard too through the grapevine that because the cats can't snooze all day and then keep you up all night a lot of those cats that are playing games at night because they slept all day they're sleeping really good at night <laughs> because they're humans they don't get to sleep and doze like they normally do when their humans are are gone to work, right all right, yeah, now, now animals like unfortunately that were being kenneled during this pandemic that all of a sudden humans are home, so the humans, well, I'm home, why kennel the dog? well, then all of a sudden you want to start you starting to open it up, and the dog isn't got uh, it's still not trustworthy in the house, but you're the one that chose to took to take the kennel away. I never, I always use a kennel for the dog to at least the first two, two and a half years when I leave, they're in their kennel. Mm. Okay. And then as they get older, then I, you know, from a pup, I will leave the kennel door open like at night. Are they going to sleep in the kennel or are they going to, you know, whatever, but you do want to slowly wean them away. But that kennel is your best friend and that's why you should always feed the dog in the kennel. Uh, play the kennel game where you go kennel real happy and you pitch a treat in there and then the cat sometimes when the dog goes in there uh then uh leave the door open sometimes shut the door uh go mosey get a glass of water go potty go answer a phone call and as long as the dog's being quiet then a little bit later come and open it up but you just want to put them in there a little bit here and there and then i would almost said it too instead of the dog the cat get the cat acclimated to a kennel so that then if you have to go to the vet or if you want to travel with your cat or like let's say a storm comes uh now uh, another thing too is a pillow a lot of times people use pillowcases for cats let's say a tornado is coming through you know to throw the cat into a pillowcase so at least you got them but uh but the, the thing is is to acclimate to things that you might need and people are in too in a bigger hurry to get rid of the kennel and a lot of cats are never i always like with cat with a k Uh, and, uh, let's see, Adeline, not Adeline, cat with a K, Adeline, and, um, Mama Squigs. I started acclimating them to the kennel about three weeks before I knew I was going to be taking them in to get fixed. So they didn't have the trauma of going into the kennel, and now they're going for a car ride on top of it, and then they're really pounding when they get to the vet, like, where am I? I feel like an alien. You know, alien picked me up and dropped me off. So always get your animals used to the kennel, whether it be a dog and a cat, stuff like that. So that they're not traumatized. Uh, feed the cat in the kennel. Leave the door open for the the cat to go in there. Leave the door. Open. So you, the more you just get, then you have a lot less setbacks and a lot less problems, and it's more humane on the animal instead of just shoving them in there. Well, this is the only time, but no, you may you don't know when you might need it. Uh, tornado's coming. Where's your dog? Where's your cat? You can't go. You know, so that's the whole thing. Is that a lot of these disasters? People are just beside themselves because the cat and the dog is already picked up on the what's coming through, and they're evaporating. And usually, you know, like all of a sudden, the cat's hiding and you can't find them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why if you they got to acclimated to the kennel, let's say there's a chance of maybe tornadoes. Uh, put the cat in the kennel as the storm starts getting closer so that in case you've got to grab that right. cat, it's in the kennel. We don't that's have to go smart. find it. Yeah, we don't have to go. Thank you. No, <laughs> we <laughs> yes. don't have to go find the cat or the dog. And as, uh, so that's why dogs are more likely to come to you in time of stress but cats are you're on your own i'm gone yeah. i'm hiding <laughs> so it's so important to do that to acclimate your animals to things that you might need and so that's my is always up and i always play the kennel throw a treat in there throw a toy in there sometimes shut it sometimes not i always feed them in the kennel that's just the way it goes so okay here we go how many how many hearts does the giant Pacific octopus have? How many hearts does a giant Pacific octopus have? We'll be back. All right, we're winding down for another yet fabulous week of the KDK9 show, if I do say so myself. Okay, how many hearts does a, a giant Pacific octopus have? Eight? Nope. Three? Three, okay. <laughs> Two to pump blood to their gills, and one pumps blood to the rest of their body. Okay, mm. now hang on to this little fact. How many brains does the Pacific octopus have?
1: Five. Well, you're doggone close. Okay. Nine. Okay. I just got them mixed up, that's all. The hearts and the brains. There you there go. We go. <laughs> okay, nine.
0: One central brain, and then one small brain in each arm. Oh, I can't, wow. I don't get that. That is, uh, it, that is a mind blower. Brain, a brain, you know what a brain is? Okay. <laughs> and they have nine, one central brain. Kind of like, okay. Then it'd be like, if we had a brain on each arm, remember he's got, they got eight, I think eight tentacles. Okay. Okay. So that means one small brain at each arm. Let's say we had, oh man,
1: that totally blows I'm, my mind. There's a Netflix documentary. I think it's called, um, octopus a teacher or something and it's not a documentary i want to check that out and wow. so it's about an octopus that blows
0: my mind. now i want to learn more about that yeah. that is just totally unbelievable okay yes okay
1: okay who's up Where all are we right at? this Where is perfect because this is our main topic oh, um, cindy has more questions about fleas and ticks oh there we go hey cindy how you doing
3: Hi, sorry if you've already said this, but I oh, was no. outside and I came in and I heard you talking about him. But um, no I have myself a little dog. Okay. We got her at three and a half pounds and okay. she's now almost five months and six and a half pounds. Mm-hmm. Never had a little dog, always had big. Me too. I was never going to have another dog since Me- we're getting older, but I yep. can stand it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> things are really different with a little dog, yes. and i worry about all the shots and everything because yes. i as i understand they give the same shots to a big 200 yep, um, pound dog it's the same
0: shot as their little munchkin there yep
3: yeah so i'm spreading them out nice. as much as i can nice um i did give her the next guard she seemed a little lethargic but nothing bad uh, my big concern is where we take her a lot of times um I have had family members that have been really sick with Lyme's disease, so I wonder about that. Um, I know I was using until she got just this last month. I was using purification on a handkerchief. Is that what you had recommended for natural?
0: Um, purification? I haven't heard of that. What, okay. Because I've been it's using a young di- oil. Oh, is it okay? I use a um, uh, diatomaceous earth in a baby sock. And you put okay. it and zip tie it, and you put like a dab, you know, a, a pat on the neck and shoulders, a pat where the tail is, and then a pat on the chest. And if a tick crawls through, it scrapes the shell, and then you dehydrate and die, okay? okay. But, see now you also got to remember with the little dogs, other than having, you know, the little dogs, usually they're with you. You know, Uh they're not in the tall grass like a a lab or a shepherd or, you know, a retriever would be. No, but
3: she's so little, all the grass
0: is tall. Yeah, that's that's very true. (laughs) But, I mean, if you don't, because the taller dead grass holds the most ticks. All right. But anyway, and so I wouldn't be so bent when you got a little one like this. I wouldn't be so bent on chemicals in or on. I would just, you know, right now the, the tick season when warm days, cool nights, they're nuts. All right. Then when we get to warm days, warm nights, the ticks back off a lot. And so that's what you want to do is that, you know, and when you got such a little munchkin, it's not like you have a St. Bernard or a Great Dane body to go over. It's going to be really quick to find them. And so what, no, what color?
3: Yeah, she's she's pretty much all white, yeah. but her hair is so long. She's a little teddy bear.
0: Yep, but so you can you can. Uh, she, she fluffy or drapey? Fluffy. Okay, but you can get a uh, flea comb, uh, and that will snag ticks as well as fleas. Okay. And so I would choose, there's no way I would, uh, you know, my ethyl was three pounds and my Galligan is 10 pounds and they've never, since I've had them, they never had any chemicals in or on because now the next guard, I really have you read about that? Like yeah. I said, uh, you know, anything, why take the chance? I'd rather have them get lime than what next guard, or I shouldn't, I'm not picking on that brand name, just right. what the chemicals can do. What's the possibility? So you don't believe in a
3: lime shot either. Though.
0: No, uh-uh, because, so I just, what you're just going to do, you can have a snap test done, or, well, you know, you can have it, if, you if you're worried, worried, you can have it done every, uh, every six months, and so you, if they do come up positive, you're right on top of it, okay, they haven't had any chances, but uh, what they do is draw the blood, and then, you know, the snap test test for heartworm, for uh, anti-plasmosis, which is a tick disease, and Lyme. All right, and so it's just up to yourself. Every I've had people that did that for two years, every six months, because they they stopped, and what happens is that they re finally realized, okay, we'll just do it once once a year, and so I think we're so scared. Fear drives a lot right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why, but then you got to look at the munchkins that we're
3: working with here. And so so, you don't do the heart guard either.
0: I don't do any chemical in or on my dogs that I will not do in or on myself, but I haven't tested. And, um, but like I say, my little guys aren't in the thick of things. Like they're not out when there's like 50 trillion mosquitoes out, you know, when, when the witching hour happens, (laughs) we're in, (laughs) Uh, or they're in and I'm, you know, but, but, and they're yet, I don't use any, any chemicals in or on me for, for mosquitoes i might use listerine you know i'll spritz myself right. with listerine and then like you said there's some of that the oils that i've got some natural oils that you can do that are in the spritz bottle that uh, like amy tolong can put together but okay. so there, there's a whole you know that's it, like i say the small you know, like i say my ethyl was three pounds and it's just like boy when the little guys take tank they tank quickly because their system is so you know well, sort of a better word, delicate.
3: <laughs> and but so, you have to do the rabies and the the other shots, right? Well, the only uh, shot,
0: the only shot that is required is rabies. All the other is your discretion. What you want to do, and rabies is good for three years, and then that's you. You know, one and you, you know, uh, the rabies is in Minnesota. As long as you can prove that your dog has had one shot of rabies, all right. And this is another thing too. You can maybe work with the vet because you have a munchkin. That you know, like, okay, do I have to give the whole shot? Can I do half? You know, what I mean, uh, you got to yeah. work that out. You got to open the discussion. You got to empower yourself and find out what what can be done. But remember, rabies is the only shot that's required. All of them. All the rest. Are you what you want to do, what you've learned, how you empowered yourself and what is going to be the, the protocol for your dog? That's what you. it's okay. your. OK, Can
3: I ask you one more quick question. Sure. What age would you um, have her fixed?
0: Um, you know, that's, got, that's safe. so up at the, personally, uh, for me, female dogs, you know, between six months to a year get and same with and boy dogs, as long as their testicles have dropped. But there's a big discussion nowadays on getting them fixed. The only thing that I strongly disagree with is getting them fixed under six months. That can be very detrimental to them. But that rescue groups tried so hard to give people, you know, here, you can get them fixed, take it in, you know, and 50, not even 50% would. So finally the rescue group said, you know what, if you're not going to do it, we're doing it for you. <laughs> you know, and so that's why, but, you know, the, it, it, you know, for them to, the new th- thought out there is that you let them like go through a couple heat cycles or you let the boy dog become, you know, till two or two and a half. We done such a good job educating, um, you know, people to get your dog spayed or neutered, and there is the, it, it, the unless you're going to have a breeder dog, I don't see any sense because the people that if you your vet says no, get the female fixed for two years, they want to go through four heat cycles. I can guarantee you, they're going to be puppies along the way <laughs> because somebody wasn't paying attention. And so that's why, like, that's tough for the average person to understand the heat cycle and what they should do and not do and how long it lasts and stuff. So I'm perfectly comfortable with, we've been doing six months or better, you know, for forever, all right? And and everything has been very well. But you know, like I said, the under six months, that gets a little bit touchier. Okay. Okay. All right, thank you for your help. Okay, you bet. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's just your discretion, folks. You've got to, and don't do the Katie K9 says. I, I, my job here is not to, uh, these are my opinions, all right? I'm not a vet, but it's just like I've done my due diligence I've you know I've read I've through the years of what I've seen and heard and what and I went through and so that's why you've got it my job is to give you the places to go to empower yourself the books to read uh, that so that you can make decisions that you are comfortable the three words vets hate is Katie nine (laughs) says don't do as I say I want you to empower yourself so you know why you're making these decisions not just because it came out of my mouth right all right because then it like if the vet gives you something, you know, you can, all of a sudden, you know what you're talking about. So you can discuss and figure out, okay, what are we going to do? You know, you and the vet, you mm-hmm. know, how are we going to work through this? And if the vet's not going to work with you, well then, they find another vet. But the whole thing is, is that, you know, we got to all work together here because we all need each other. And uh, so that's what you got to do but don't you know don't be spouting katie canine sets. all I'm doing is telling you what I've learned and then hopefully and giving you like whole dog Dirt. I mean uh, let's see dogs naturally magazine dot com healthy pets dot dot com uh, hemo pet dot org you know there's so many places for you to go get information and then make decisions pat mckay.com natural immunities but anyway guys thanks for listening thanks hope you did great now i get to go home to the we'll see what kind of shape we're in next sunday i have a whole week of four grandkids living with me <laughs> sardine can have a great week train on Happy
4: train.